Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of the Loaves and Fish podcast. Creative, I know. I'm here with uh, my boy Wayne and my boy Trent. Say hi. What's going on, guys? What's up? So, you know, we, we kind of were thinking about doing like a podcast, but hopefully it's like one of those where it's not just like a, a random idea because we're just so bored of ourselves and we actually commit to this because like you know in ninth grade i did one of these <laughs> like i think it lasted three episodes but we'll see we'll see i was like i was in the shower and like <laughs> that's, that's a great way to start it off i was in the shower and um i was kind of just like thinking of like uh a good um good name for like the podcast because like you know there's also like this uh the study session, which a lot of people listening to this might know, called a finding the idea to finding our future. And so I was in the shower, you know, getting my old spice on, you know, <laughs> not a spice. And, <laughs> and, and I was thinking, like, a good, like, I feel like every good podcast needs, like, a good symbol, you know, kind of something that, like, defines itself. And so just what came to mind was um, loaves and fish. And, you know, in the Bible, it, it talks about you know, Jesus feeding the 5,000, which is like, in my opinion, like one of Jesus's like greatest miracles, you know? And like, I was looking at John six and I never, I never read it this way, but uh, John six says when they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left and, and over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Now, John is the only version, I believe, that says the last verse, uh, verse 14, where it says, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. And and I never thought of it as a symbol of, like, spreading, like, faith, you know, like this, this idea about, um, like, satisfying the hunger of, like, all God's people. It says that in our bio, like, I just hope this is a tool, like not just to better like ourselves and like our faith, but like everyone else who listens. Like, I, I, I just think that this could be like a really good tool to just like kind of just like help like everyone of like all walks of life. Yeah, dude, I agree. I mean, honestly, whenever me and Trent thought of this, and you know, I looked at you as host, and you know, it was really exciting to see. You know, I took examples from. Uh, the Bible Project podcast, and I took examples from Levi Lusko's podcast that he has on Apple that are recordings from his preaching at church. And, you know, now listening to you talking about, you know, loaves and fish, you know, this podcast that we're trying to extend and, you know, bring out time to, you know, make this a dedicated thing that we do every single week. I hope that, you know, through our through our studying of the Bible and through, you know, uh, notes that we're writing down that we're able to minister to people, you know, and keep this thing going for as long as we can. I mean, this is honestly a really huge blessing. I mean, right now we're in the midst of the pandemic, right? COVID-19. Everyone knows about it. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows about it. I mean, it's at first, no one thought it was going to be serious, but now look at this, we're stuck at home and, and it's this time. And this is something that we've been talking about in finding our future Bible study as that, you know, in times where we're given a lesson to learn, we need to understand that it's going to open up opportunities to, you know, take advantage of other things. I guarantee you a lot of people right now are sitting at home with nothing to do. 
So what better way to spend it oh, yeah, than sure. listening in on a podcast? You don't even have to listen to our podcast, but Lord, please do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like open the Bible. Let's 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 go to the book of Matthew. Let's read the story of Jesus. Let's go to the book of Job. Let's start looking at how we can survive through trials. Because right now we're in a trial that we don't know when it's going to end. It could be a year from now. It could be over the summer. It could be closer to the end of this year. But let's take advantage of this time and let's grow closer to God. And so, you know, accompanying that with this podcast, it's like, let's make something of this. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. Um, it's, it, it's just weird. I mean, some, some straight like too far off, like our topic for today, but like, I, I, I think yeah, something yeah. that like, um, people like are interested in is it's just like, there's like this weird, like rise. And I was talking to one of the faculty members at our school. Um, mm-hmm. there's a weird rise of people who are kind of like thinking that this is like God's punishment on people. Like just mm-hmm. how like, it's kind of like the, like it started and like, you know, like it was like not a problem it became this huge thing like it's exponentially growing like in the states and like at, at the time of this recording it's like uh estimated to be at its climax potentially it's like falling but mm-hmm. I mean, again you know nothing is for certain so i mean in, yeah. in in a sense that it's getting people to read the bible and grow closer to him i like i i like that part of it with people like kind of thinking it's like god's punishment but at the same time it's like you don't need a punishment to like look forth to god like Every day, Amen. like you have an opportunity to like grow towards Christ, but but yeah. To, so today's topic, um, I, I was praying about it, and something that like I kind of like, you know, struggle with or kind of like don't get sometimes is like the how sometimes in school religion is forced onto students, not public, but more private. So I kind of yeah. wanted to start off and like. Wayne, if you want to start us off, so just just tell like, yeah. just tell everyone how like you know you like came to like faith and how you think that like our school because we all go to the same school how our school kind of like either like helps it or hinders it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so if y'all don't know me, my name's Wayne Shell. I'm the host of Finding Our Future Bible Study, and um, you know my story kind of actually it, it's a pretty long one, but I can sum it up pretty short time back in eighth grade uh my family split uh my parents got a divorce and you know of course as a lot of people would i shouldn't have acted this way but again as a lot of people would i questioned god i was like god man why would you let this happen i remember a very specific time where i sat in my shower and i bawled my eyes out and i was screaming at god i was home alone that day and i was screaming at god and i was like how could you let this happen how can my dad just do this how could how can my mom just let him go like I, I had no idea what I was really processing at the time I was more of just filled with so many emotions that I, I couldn't process anything actually and so you know it, it delved into a process to where I was finding pleasure in other things um, you know the wrong things and whether that even be just you know you know, unhealthy things for your body or, you know, simply going and hanging out with friends instead of taking time to spend with the Lord. Yeah. You know, I was I was finding pleasure in all these wrong things. And then finally it came to the end of last year. I would say probably about 
December, I went to Passion. And, you know, I, I, right before Passion, I was going through sort of a spiritual revival. I had the opportunity to lead a Bible study that's not the Bible study I'm hosting with Trent right now. And, um, you know, I was going through a revival. And then after Passion, you know, I was on fire for God, obviously. I mean, if anybody has not been to Passion, I encourage you to go. Oh, yeah. It's hosted at the end of every year. And people like Robbie Zacharias, mm -hmm. um, Sadie Robinson was there last year. Levi Lusco. Uh, it's hosted by Louis Giglio. Um, Tim Tebow even came and spoke. So, I mean, you have all of these beautiful orated preachers coming there and preaching the word of God and then you have some of the best worship I've ever experienced in my entire life and obviously you know after that anybody would be on fire for God but you know it, it continuously delved into this thing where I got closer and closer to God and you know I would say probably about January time I decided it was time to renew my relationship with the Lord um, I had accepted him earlier on but I don't think it was you know real because I don't think a, a, a child in first grade can, con can have a concept of what God is. And so I decided to renew my relationship with the Lord. And now I'm here today hosting a Bible study and co-hosting a podcast. So God bless. Oh, see, that's dope. Like it's, I, I, I think like at the end of the day, like this is like a common phrase, but it, it's very true that like God really does give his like toughest battles to people who think he can handle it the most. And Wayne, as someone who's also, you know, dealt with like divorce, like I, I know exactly like what it, what it's like. And it, it, it sucks. Like there, like it really, like it, it's, it's a battle like internally, you know, with God. And mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of times we, we question like, you know, ourselves, but more importantly, we question God, but at the end of the day, he has a purpose, but, but Trent, um, I know uh, we were talking a little bit about passion. Uh, I know uh, you uh, are a junior this year, but the next year you'll have the opportunity to go. But I mean, so tell us uh, like about like your walk with God. All right. Well, so the guys that don't know me, hi, I'm Trent Jones. Um, I'm a junior and I already got my tickets to passion, actually. So I'm happy to do that next year. Awesome. Um but I guess to begin, around eighth grade, my life kind of, I felt like I was alone in just like everything I did. I didn't feel like anyone really, I guess, understood me or like was there for me. And I kind of fell into a dark place of just loneliness and sadness. And um, that kind of continued into ninth grade. But... um. I was going to a different school at this time, one that was public, and there wasn't a ton of uh, Christian influence around me. Um, but yeah, and then 10th grade was when I really started to get close to God. Um, so we had this retreat from my church called Vertical Reality. Uh, it's at uh, Gwinnett Church, mm -hmm. and churches go, and we just praised the Lord in the mountains for a weekend, and... Um, that weekend, I just went into it thinking it'd be some, like, regular church retreat. I'd go, worship God, and then come back. And I guess, like, kind of the stereotypical church retreat type things. But that weekend, we sang this song. And um, the, so the lyrics for one particular part just stuck with me. And it said, um, it's time for letting go. I'm not in control. 
Jesus you are. Yeah. And Hallelujah. I just started like breaking down and started crying right there because I was like, I actually like understand and believe this. And I just, I want to give up my life right here. So I guess right then was when I really gave myself to God. That's awesome. And that's awesome. Dude. Like, for the rest of that, it was just awesome. And obviously my life hasn't gotten easier. I've still gone through periods where, um, I wouldn't say stuff has been great, but it could be way worse. Like I start seeing the bright side of things yeah. and look towards the the joy and what could come out of it rather mm-hmm. than just um, being in the darkness and the sadness of all those times. So one thing that I kind of keep in mind during those is that God doesn't promise you an easier life, but he promises a better and more fulfilling one. And so I feel like that keeps me going and strong in my faith. And yeah, so that's kind of how I came to God. And um, also around that time, that was when I started coming to Hebron and just the amount of Christian influence around me just sprung up and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it also helped me uh, keep that relationship with the Lord stronger than it probably would have if I didn't transfer and have all these people around me like Wayne. (laughs) <laughs> um, like another dude, Alex Pawson, uh, great guy, and just some others around me that kind of led me in that walk and kind of helped me find out like my own faith. And so I owe it all, or mostly, to having that Christian influence in my everyday life at school. So that kind of that really helped me in my walk. So awesome, yeah. Dude. No, yeah, that's like. That, that's awesome. I, I, I think we as Christians, we overlook the idea of kind of like how important like it is to like grow in this walk with each other. Thank because it, it, in life, it, it's not meant to be this like selfish like race. Like is it, if, if you're focused on God and nobody's with you, then like I feel like you've lost a major point of Christianity. Mm. It's like we're all, all yes. we're all called to this purpose by God, which is just to love God and love others. Simply stated in Luke, you know. Um, but yeah, it it I I love like that story, Trent. I think that's really really cool. Just kind of like you, like God, like I I believe that like when multiple are called to His name, like God is there, and I believe that you you took a huge step in between everyone putting yourself out there, but showing the world that you like were ready to like go and pursue him. Yes. That was the best decision I've ever yeah. made. Honestly. Same here. Um, mine, uh, I, I, I accepted God, uh, as my savior in about sixth grade. Um, it, I, I never really had a, um, a, a trouble with my faith early on. Um, like before I got accepted, like, you know, I was, you know, Christian kid, parents were Christian. Um, but more towards like eighth, ninth grade parents had a divorce similar to Wayne's mm. story. Um, and it, the, the problem with that divorce is that, um, again, I love both my parents. Uh, they're both amazing people who have uh, impacted my life greatly. I, I think it was just more, they never really loved each other in the first place. So I had this like false perception of what like marriage yeah. was. So it, it wasn't necessarily the worst, but like it, it kind of gave me this like false sense of like what love like really like was if that makes no that sense. makes that know. makes complete sense i i i get where you're sense. coming from on that point yeah and 
you know, uh, even up until like, you know, this year, like I, I, I'd say I'm a Christian, but there, it's just sometimes like where I, I do struggle. Like I struggle to like, you know, read the Bible and I struggle to like, yeah. you know, do my devotions in the morning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think this podcast, like, um, like at first I'm going to be honest, like, I, I don't know if I was like a hundred percent in, in like doing this, but I, I think now, like, even just like talking about god and just like our topic for today which like i'm really interested in is it's kind of like it it helps a lot i think just like kind of just speaking your mind about god and everything but but yeah trent actually uh shout out to trent he he kind of started our conversation yeah yeah. (laughs) so (laughs) so so hebron uh hebrew christian academy is the school we uh we go to it's in tequila georgia um probably most people listening to this know um, but <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I was praying about the topic and something I was curious about is do school do private schools generally help or hinder our faith and I mean like forcing religion onto students and where do we draw this line with secular ideas and religious ideas because in public schools um, there's generally uh, this this statement on how uh there's a quote reserve time for uh religious calls yeah. and uh religious stuff for example uh the school district of albington township versus shimp was a legal case in which the u.s supreme court on june 17th 1963 uh legally or officially mandated uh bible reading or prayer in public schools unconstitutional but uh eventually uh i'm pretty sure they um they now have a granted quote reserve time mm-hmm. and uh, that was based off the article i found in britannica so what do you guys think on like teachers and like faculty's approach at like private schools especially since you know we go to one and how they can either help or hinder our faith in the classroom well i mean if you really want to like narrow this down and start understanding whether it's helpful or it's hindering uh, our relationship with God. I think you kind of have to take a step back and let's look and see. I, I first wanted to look and see what other people thought of, you know, private Christian schools. So I, yeah. I asked a couple people and, you know, I, I basically asked them, I was like, Hey, so private Christian school, right? What are the general beliefs that you have for private Christian schools? And so there was two just, really 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 defining points that i kept getting over and over and over and so i have a good environment with christian values which for the most part for the most part is Mm. true i everyone here at this podcast can say you know what for the most part hebron is a good environment with christian values i agree the second one is the one where i think it starts getting dangerous everyone is good including the staff that's that's an interesting point because it it surprised me because you would think that you know people coming from a secular school because a lot of my people were from archer high school that i asked archer high school is a school not far from uh it's in uh it's in lawrenceville it's in lawrenceville georgia and it's got a population of i mean the senior class alone is like a thousand people i mean it's pretty large and it's surprising because you would think that when you're asking about a school that has a wide range of people in it, I mean, we, we're not a large school. We're in 1A private school. So you guys, you can imagine it's small, but you would still think they would understand that not everybody there is going to be inherently good. But I think because the, the name that is plastered on the sign in front of our school that says Hebron 
Christian Academy. Yeah. That Christian yeah. all of a sudden puts this blanket over every every single person that goes to school and it tucks them in at night and it lets them sleep peacefully. Although in actuality, it's not really that true. I guarantee you, aside from the staff, not many people at our school are actually Christian. Oh, I, I agree. I, I think I yeah. think part of it is when you have to think of it from, from like a parent perspective. I mean a, a general rule of thumb is that like, you know, you, you get you get out what you put in. And I think that like a great thing about Hebrew, uh, education wise is that I, I believe they do offer a good education. Oh, there's it's a reason fantastic. there's a reason private schools, yes. you know, tuition, you know. Mm-hmm. Not only does it help the school, but like, you know, it's like you get like great teaching environment you get teachers that care about you a smaller environment you know you pay for these things but it at the end of the day it's the people that kind of matter yeah because the because i mean i can't say Mm -hmm. from experience because i've pretty much been a hebrew my whole life um a a, a thing about public schools compared to private schools is that i i think a lot of the stuff that happens at public schools happens at private schools good and bad Mm -hmm. Could more happen at either or? Yes. I mean, it just depends on the people. By the same day, it's it's really just the only key difference I see in a public or private school is the money being put in yeah. and like the smaller environment. At the end of the day, it's it's whatever. It's it could be secular, religious. It's it's just that's like the real key difference. Yeah, and I think uh, I think one of the main mm-hmm. things that people are forgetting, and I to kind of bounce off what you're saying about a small environment, right? Yes, we have a small environment, right? You're you're dealing with a lot less people in a 1A private school versus a 7A public school. But the yeah. contents of the people inside is really not that different. People don't realize that we have a pretty mm-hmm. bad drug issue at our school. Like, it's yeah. not as, I could say it's not as bad as, you know, a 7A public school. But, you know, let's let's take the population and let's look at the percentage of people in our school that have an issue. And then let's put that in a ratio com- in comparison to people at Archer. Yes, it's a higher population. You reduce those those fractions and those ratios. They're probably going to bounce out to be the same. Obviously, of course, we don't have numbers of, you know, who's addicted to drugs at Archer and who's addicted to drugs at Hebron. But yeah. I would be interested to if we sat down and we had an honest survey and people answered honestly, because, and I guess to kind of come full circle, it's like the people at, at Hebron honestly aren't that different than the people at Archer. I think a lot of people put on a facade yeah. when they walk into a private Christian school. And then when you see them sure. outside of school, they're completely yeah. different. And I've, I've seen that firsthand. I've seen that firsthand. And a lot of, uh, I guarantee you that, that you have seen it too. You may not have noticed it, but you've seen it too. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead. So I talked about this a little bit earlier. I went to Mill Creek High School and the Mill Creek District, which is in Houston, Georgia. I went there basically kindergarten through the beginning of 10th grade and then transferred to Hebron. So I kind of have a good perception of both. So, like like Wayne said, the people, like, they're not really much different. But when I was at Mill Creek and my parents proposed the idea of transferring, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Like, everybody (laughs) here is going to be Christian. It's going to be such a much better environment. 
<laughs> but that's just like what I thought because yeah. it had the word Christian. In it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this sure. is gonna be so good for me because everybody here is gonna radiate that what I need. And then so I took a few tours and like it was pretty cool. I didn't really get to meet a lot of people, but I just like the atmosphere was different. But um, as soon as I started attending, which was like midway through first semester, I was like, okay, this is better, but there's also people that match like the personas and the stereotypes of people like at public school. Oh, for sure. So it's really not that different besides the fact that like the priorities of the staff is way different and more like engaged than a public school would be because they're not allowed to teach any Christian beliefs or anything like that because they might lose their job. Whereas like the Christian school, they're free to do whatever because that's kind of half the reason that they're there. I, I, yeah, you make a really good point. And, you know, I think when you're saying, when you're talking about the staff being oriented in the right direction, if we're, let, let, we're just going to go and say that, you know, obviously the God perspective is the right way. So the staff are oriented in the right way. And I think to start answering the question, I think one thing that private schools do do correctly are the staff or private Christian schools, yeah. at least our yes. schools. I, I've, I've mm-hmm. heard the same thing from Wesleyan. I've yeah. heard the same thing from Bethlehem Christian. In fact, I've heard a lot of people who actually like Bethlehem Christian, which again, for everybody who's listening, is just another school that's around our area that's a private Christian school. Yeah. It's, I, I, I kind of like, when researching this topic, um, I couldn't find like much specifics, but you know, I, I found like the article on like an actual like US like constitution stating mm-hmm. that, public prayer uh prayer in public schools and you know reading of the bible is strictly unconstitutional but uh, something that kind of like came to mind was i mean if if you look at history right and world history slash u.s history one of the main reasons besides commerce one of the main reasons that the new world was ever found right the new world people migrated over was for religious persecution yeah so the United States yep. has always been based in these religious ideals. I mean, look at the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God. Amen. Heck, there were debate there were debates mm-hmm. about, you know, getting rid of it. So thank God that was overturned. Yeah. So, yeah I <laughs> I I just <laughs> I mean, even from like I don't know, it, it it's just it, it's weird to think how much we could be different, like mm-hmm. how our lives could be different if we weren't a nation based in God. So Something a question that came to mind was like, is it wrong or was it wrong to base the founding of the United States in Christianity if we believe in freedom of religion and freedom of expression? Again, not enforcing it in schools, but since we're based in Christianity, do we have a higher standard for Christianity than we do other religions? You know, that's a really tough question. I mean... I think you would have to look at the overall general basis of the United States. Um, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know the exact numbers. I know that Christian Christianity is one of the largest religions in the world. So I guarantee yeah. you that if you were to look at a, a map plotted out and seeing the population in the United States that is Christian, though at least let me rephrase that who says they are Christian versus other religions, I think it'd be very high in terms of standards. I think that depends on where you are in the U S I think Christianity, sadly in the United States has been very saturated. 
it's really really saturated and yeah but it definitely in the south i think that's where you find a higher standard for christianity but i think that's more based on social standards rather than um standards placed by god yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah so uh, another thing that like came to mind was you know with the public and private a lot of ideas in religion uh, a lot like christianity you know um jesus generally like i mean generally like very like yes all the time was you know like according to christianity he like was like the perfect man you know something that like we can't wrap our heads around necessarily is that he was all god all man he lived a perfect life he is the example if you are a christian that's the person you try to live your life around because he was perfect in everything he did but a lot of things that jesus did it was it was a lot of general like truths today like you know like murder is bad Mm -hmm. again there there could be a very small percentage or decent percentage of people who are just sick twisted and just believe these things are false but like you know that like murder is wrong you should love people like there's all these general truths so it's like where where do we like draw this line in schools with secular and religious ideas because i I found this article um posted on uh slate uh, slate slate.com posted by zach copland and it came out in 2015 it was talking about the louisiana school system and a uh students uh were saying and were protesting that christianity was being forced on them Mm. there's this photo uh, i can send y'all later it's saying how uh, the future starts today. May God bless you all. Mm. And they're just out here protesting um, whether or not education systems, public education systems, should be forced to teach Christianity or, in a sense, have it there. Although, according to this article, it does say that the education system found their way around it. Um, it says, quote, the Bossier school system has justified teaching creationism through a law called the Louisiana Science Education Act that allows teachers to, quote, critique evolution through supplemental materials so in a sense there's there's a certain degree where in public schools uh specifically in louisiana where you can teach this on an educational level like you could teach about christianity but you can't say that you should be a christian or this is like the right way because i feel like not only could that like destroy like the student's reputation but also the teacher's reputation in a public school setting I think that's the perfect line yeah. to draw them, if it's that case, because you're not you're not yeah. forcing it. You're basically just yeah. You're you're allowing it to be an option. Is I mean I think when you start forcing Christianity, and I think this can be one of the points we get into later. When we're talking about helping or hindering. When you start forcing Christianity on people, or you start forcing God on people, that's immediately when they're going to start hating it, and they're not going to want to be a part of it. For sure, I it's. it's it's we we as christians like can be the worst hypocrites of any religion of all amen i think because i think as a lot of our ideals are so are are secular in the sense of how like general like it's just a lot of general truths but at the end of the day it's our faith that separates us because you know we believe in god we place our whole trust in faith we believe by faith not by sight so we can be the biggest hindrance to our faith but again more this article was stating how um, beyond creationism, Bozier has even more problems with endorsing religion, um, stating how uh, schools uh, they schools in the Bozier uh, system, they, quote, pray at school functions, mm. and they say, you know, jokingly, that they probably break the law all the time. So this is, like, one of the few cases where a school system 
generally wants to increase public school awareness of Christianity since, again, our country was based on these Christian ideals. So I, I think this will still be a debate topic for the rest of time. It's like, where do we draw this line to make sure that we preserve human rights without imposing religious backlash? Hey, man, I do like that a lot. That's really good. Mm. So uh, another thing I kind of was thinking about, which we kind of generally talked about, was how can we let like students think for themselves in a private environment? Because, again, I, I think, Wayne, you've probably been at Hebrew the longest. Right? <laughs> yeah, bro, since preschool. <laughs> preschool, yeah. So you, you since... <laughs> I mean, see, see there's, this, there's this fake thing. Well, not fake thing, but this thing called the, the Hebrew bubble, which we joke about. Um, but it's like, oh, like, you know, the world is scary. They're trying to prepare you. I'm the embodiment. Um, but I actually thought, it, yeah, I thought it was a good point, though. Like, you know, because Wayne coming in pre-K, me, first grade, Trent, 10th grade. So is this like kind of like a a true thing? Like, is the Hebron bubble, like, which pretty much is basically just like kind of making sure like, you know, oh, our little kids don't deal with like drugs and sex and alcohol and like preserving us. Is that good? Because I feel like sometimes, not even religiously, private schools have a tendency to overlook a lot of things like that and not make students aware Mm -hmm. But then those same students become more susceptible in college. So I, I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, so I feel like at like the preschool and like the elementary school levels, it's probably kind of, I hope, where their focus is more because that's when kids really don't have any yeah, idea exactly. about all that or shouldn't. But as soon as you get into like middle and high school, you have more people that are transferring in from those outside environments where that stuff exactly. may be prevalent. So it's kind of useless at that point because you're going to be exposed to it anyways if you go hang out with somebody like that or you're just in a class where they talk about it and then yeah. you, it piques your interest. So like it's kind of inevitable that they're going to be exposed to it. I just feel like they're trying to hold it back a little bit, which isn't bad, but it's just kind of making them – ignorant to what the real world is like but i think that's also a byproduct of the small environment that we're placed in as well exactly and and that that's that is a complete restriction of just the fact that we are privately funded we don't have government funding Mm -hmm. which allows us to you know receive property tax uh money to give us the funds to build a big school to allow a bunch of people in that's why there's a test to get in. That's why there's certain things that follow in order to get yeah. a child into the school. And, yeah. but yeah, the simple fact that a lot of us are, but I wouldn't say a lot of us aren't prepared for the real world. I think that has more to do with how you're raised. Obviously the environment you're placing in school is going to have yeah. a pretty huge influence, but you know, I, as a parent, you know, I definitely will be exposing my kids to real world issues, real world problems, just so they are prepared because I know there are some kids that legitimately are trapped in this Hebrew bubble. You know, it it really, it really is a Hebrew bubble. And as soon as that bubble floats out of the little magical fairy lion's den that we call (laughs) Hebrew and whatever college or job that they drop in the manager, one of the students, one of the atmosphere stimulus are going to come over there and they're going to pop that bubble and that, and that person's going to hit the pavement hard. And when they hit the pavement hard, they're going to get hit by a lot of cars. 
because they're not going to be ready for society. <laughs> I'm being serious, man. I, I, no, I like the no, I, I like the example. I like, I like. I mean, it's good a, analogy. It's a great analogy with the car. I mean, it's. You know? a, I mean, I mean, you know, even even you know, metaphorically. You just, it, it's all about. Cars. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> because I've seen some people that legitimately and and, and I don't I don't want to dog too many people because I have no right to and you know of course yeah, like, like of because for real like honestly I'm sure there are things that I'm not prepared for in in life but there are certain people who aren't going to be you know ready for what's to come. And I think that's one of the limitations of private Christian schools is that, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe uh, you're, you're, you're coming somewhere, you're going somewhere with the whole point of, you know, they're not necessarily preparing us for the future as far as society goes. For sure. I, I think to, to, to yeah. partly play devil's advocate, um, there's, Again, like this is just me observing. Again, people can judge me all they want. I like again, uh, but it's it's weird. I will see people. I, I say this a lot, but I'll see people. They'll be smoking on Saturdays and serving on Sundays. Yeah. Like it's 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 this it's this double standard. Yeah. And you when you see where they they went or where they ended up, they're like, what? They're like, how does this happen? At the end of the day, it's always about the people yeah. and and your own choice yeah. it, it is it really is yeah like and and the more like we develop in high school wayne and i seniors trent a rising senior next year yeah or will be a senior um like mm-hmm. that that's just gonna be life like that yeah. it's just gonna be because the like the america is a melting pot not just of people and ethnicities and races but of ideas yes and when we clash these ideas is it something yeah. beautiful? Yes, I I think America is a beautiful place. At the end of the day, are will there still be drugs, alcohol, sex that influence Christians and other people to do bad things? Absolutely, that's what this world is. We are an imperfect world trying to live perfect in our own beliefs. But I think it's very selfish to say that the choices we make we blame on our education. Yeah, in the sense of in the sense of like. Let's say I go mm-hmm. out, all right, you know me, classic Brett, stoner, haha. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a stoner. But let's say I go out and you know, I I like to partake in like drugs or something that a majority or somewhat majority of Christians believe you know is wrong. Like he shouldn't do this, shouldn't yeah. do that. How how wrong would it be for me to just be like, No, I blame uh I blame my math teacher in ninth grade. He told me yeah, to do it. Wrong. Or I blame, or I blame my social studies teacher junior year, and I said, "No, she told me That's to. Fair. It's her choice. Her, she imposed it on me. Can can they influence? Yes, they can influence you positively, sometimes negatively. But again, I don't think teachers have it out for students. I think they would try to generally help students. But yeah. again, it's it's we're always imprinting on each other, and when we go out into the real world, it's gonna be what we take." Mm-hmm from our teachers and our faculty and ourselves and our friends that really shows what we're capable of. Yeah. I even think that now, mm-hmm. now since we're getting closer to like, you know, the, the on paper topic, it's like, now you have to ask the question of, you know, relationship with God. Cause I, I at yeah. the end of the day, you know, society can be this, society can be that, you know, people can say this, people can say that, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, sure. There's some pretty crappy things on the internet right now. Sure, you mm-hmm. know, diplomats and, you know, celebrities are going to say this and that. But yeah, what's our relationship with God like? And, you know, how, how are the environments that we're placed in? And I think it'd be interesting, even as we're talking about uh, private Christian schools, but even to talk about public schools, how are these environments affecting our relationship with God? For sure. Mm-hmm. So, part part of like this this thinking, I, I found another link where it's kind of like going against thinking of how we should be a nation under God, mm-hmm. but instead focus on acceptance of all, and that's a general truth. But yeah. you know, uh, this article I believe it was released in January from yeah NPR released this January sixteenth, twenty twenty. Uh, the, the title was Trump's President Trump defends school prayer. Critics say he's got it all wrong. And again, this is not trying to go political or anything, but yeah. he was saying how President Trump, quote, on Thursday defended students who feel they can't pray in their schools and warned school administrators they risk losing federal funds if they violate their students' rights to religious expression. So, again, I think it's just back to this topic of drawing the line. And yeah. it's somewhat ambiguous. I mean, we, we could be very self-centered as Christians to say, no, if you if you don't even mention God once a day, you don't get funding. You don't get this. Yeah. And as Trump, who I would assume is generally, you know, more Christian and generally believes that, yeah. I, I, I think we have to look and realize that Christians, we're supposed to accept all people. If, if, if we start judging other religions, then we're just as bad as people who aren't even religious or who don't celebrate God. Yeah. Fair point, dude. Really fair point. Yeah, it's again, it's a very like tough topic, but it's a topic that um, I think I'm very passionate about. Just learning in schools because this this is our like future. Like this is like like every year new students come in, and it's like, what are we going to do to change that? Like, are we going to like hold each other accountable? Are we going to hold faculty accountable? Um, Because at the end of the day, God holds us accountable, Mm -hmm. and we have to choose whether to obey him or not. And I think at Hebron, as an example, um, I think they do a great job of, you know, hiring great faculty members, like you were saying uh, earlier, Wayne, for sure. Um, But again, even just in Mm -hmm. public schools too, like, it's like, how are we going to like raise the next generation, whether they be Christians, whether they be Muslims, whether they be atheists, whatever. It's, it's all about how we want to take care of, of the world and how much we're willing to put God first in every decision that we make. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And see, that's a, that's a really tough one too, because Mm -hmm. how are you going to raise up a, the next generation of Christians is a lot easier said in a private Christian school, because even if the kid is a, even if the person, let's just say Tommy Lee Jones, I don't know let's say young little Tommy middle schooler, right? He's got, even, even though Tommy has got like, he, he, he's got an issue. He's got issues, man. Like he, he's, he's acting up in class, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's doing all these wrong things that even in a public, let's just, let's just broaden this. Let's say, so even in societal standards, the kid's not the most well-behaved person in the world. Okay. Yeah. Even in a private Christian school, it's easier to, push him towards Christian values and eventually maybe even convert him into a Christian than in a public school, because 
you have mm-hmm. even at least in a private Christian school, you have all of this, uh, all these stimuli around them saying, you know, hey, you know, God this, hey, God that. But in a public school, I mean, a lot of a lot of times it's not even just Christianity that's being shunned down. It's the mention of any religion. Oh, for sure. And and so you have you have that issue. And yeah. so to answer your question, it's a that it's a lot easier to raise, you know, next generation in a private Christian school versus a public school. But I think that was obvious. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my last point as we're well, – geez, this goes by quick. We're already at, what, 46.56. Geez, it, it's crazy how much you can talk and, like, yeah. this goes on. Like, I know the um, the session that uh, Wayne uh, – that Wayne and Trent lead up, we have like probably like two hours worth of like just talking about yeah. literally just like, you know, the topic, you know, we're mentioning. Yep. Um, but my last point that like uh, just came to mind, it's uh, let's say there's a student uh, who openly expresses, um, let's say like a totally different religion, like in school, not, not forcefully because then that becomes, you know, like slander and abuse like that, that that's yeah. like, like you can't do that. But let's say, peacefully just like in class you know doing things that are against private school like private christian school ideals and let's say you were a headmaster would you deal with that student would you say hey if if you're if you continue to express this we're gonna have to kick you out of the school again it's like making students uncomfortable who say they're christian it's it's not the image we want or would you choose to accept it and keep it basing off the fact that God, God, the, the basis of the country that under God, we're supposed to like accept all people. I don't know. It just, it just came to mind. So are you referring to that like, case that happened? It was either in Kentucky or Kansas and that white County school that, um, you know, had the girl that, you know, wasn't doing she, she, all right, let's, let's, I mean, she was, she was gay. Are you referring to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I don't know. Wait. No. No. I'm. I'm not referring to that. But I think that's also like a pretty good example. So, like, let's say even something like that. Let's say someone uh, who it. comes out as gay or lesbian, bisexual, whatever. Would you, as a headmaster, would you choose to say, "Hey, this is not approved. Like, this is not follow our standards," or would you kind of look past it and say, "You know what? Just one person. It's just the one person. They're free to express." under you know the laws of this country mm-hmm. so what what would y'all do again this just came to mind so if, if y'all don't even have like a right answer that's fine like because i mean i'm i'm still trying to think too trent if you got some i'll let you go first <laughs> um that's a really hard thing because obviously like they're free to do whatever they want to do and believe like i I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe in the Christian values and everything of that sort. But if somebody doesn't, and let's say I was the headmaster and somebody didn't and like openly express that, I'd be like, I wouldn't try to yeah. convert them to Christianity. But I'd be like, okay, this is this is what you believe in. I respect that, but it doesn't fit what yeah. we're trying to promote here. For sure, I I think that's. I think that's and, totally fair. Uh, we're, sorry, I, I think I actually cut you off. Were you saying something about that? So, yeah. No, um, you're good. You I, can keep going. I feel like I kind of agree. Like, that's kind of the approach I would take. It, again, it's it's 
it honestly, I feel like it can go either way. Um, yeah. It's it's the example that we yeah. have to set. This could be the the only chance that someone sees of like what would a Christian actually do? Someone who believes and says and preaches that they believe the word of God to be true. What would they do? And sometimes that answer it's it's hard. It really is because again, God. I I think the yeah. Bible can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Personally, um, I I would just have a meeting with with the parents because again, like we, because like at like a private Christian school, we would try to like enforce these ideals, and not in a sense of bashing the student, but in a sense of trying to maintain those ideals. I I think I would have to maybe like just kind of talk to them and say, hey, um, this as like if they just like would not mind like just asking them to like leave but again i could i could still see a situation where i'd be like you know it's fine um just just unless they put in like students face and makes them uncomfortable yeah. then it becomes a problem but but wayne uh did, did you were thinking of something yeah, yeah yeah i mean for me at least so let's say i'm the headmaster of Hebrew christian academy and we have a situation similar to that right and so you have this kid that you know is doing this and that he's promoting something that's against god my defining my defining morals are held with the lord and his book and so when i see that i see it's wrong but there are ways to handle this in the proper way and i agree with you yeah. right i feel like mm -hmm. the first step you need to take is bring bring the kid in sit yeah, him down sure. let's talk to him and be like hey you mm -hmm. know first off according to according to our lord that is wrong and yeah you know talk with them see what their side of the story is i definitely want to hear what they have to say but it really boils down to whether the kid is is now forcing it on others because even if they're forcing it on others that's that's wrong in a public school you can't you can't you can't go and force yeah. ideals on another kid another person in society and so when you have a a establishment that has ideals that are very very far from that and not only are you forcing on others but then you start painting a, a picture for all those who are coming in it, it starts mm -hmm. it starts going against the wrong things because you're trying to create a good christian environment and as soon as you mm -hmm. have something like that and i would say if you're not going to promote it to others stay in here because i because god will still forgive you for what you're doing and God will, and as long as you have him in your heart and as long as you do those things, it is my belief that you are still, you're still able to get into the kingdom of heaven, even if you are that way. I mean, I, I, I understand that maybe there are probably some things to do with repentance and along those lines, they can really be a defining factor. But if you're mm -hmm. not, if you're not promoting it and shoving it in other people's faces here, let's stay. But if you are, you got to go. You got to. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think it just yeah. comes down to just being like a good, genuine person. But, but yeah, no, um, this this has been like a really great uh, topic. Uh, I, I feel like we could talk yeah. about this for, for like hours and hours, but I, I, I think I, I think it's been great. Yeah. Um, again, it's just, we just have to hold yeah. ourselves accountable in all situations. And I think <laughs> one of the biggest places where we can we have this is um is found within schools because yeah. this is us bringing I think, I think generation, one more, but 
sorry um, to I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think one question that we need to ask. No, you're good. I, no, you I go would on, love dude. to hear everyone's answer with this. Just before we close this thing out, it's like you know. So you have a society to where you have all these things dogging on you. This is something we're harping a lot on and, and finding our future right now. And it's, you know, finding our future relationship with God. How are you going to withstand the, the pressures of society? You know, how are you going to withstand an environment in a Christian school where it's not really Christian? How are you going to um, endure an environment like, you know, our world today where, you know, honestly, we're looked at as idiots, for believing in what we're believing. So Brett, what do you yeah. think? How, how would you go about keeping a solid relationship with the Lord? And, and no, no, in, no, no, you're good. Aspect, and like, I'm sorry. how are you I'm going to keep confused. a strong relationship with the Lord in, in today's society? Let's just put it that way. Oh, in today's society. Okay. Right. So you don't mean. Well, yeah, like I mean, but society just... now really is college in a way. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to uh, keep it. I like that. Um, for me, uh, again, I, I just think it goes down to the basics. Just read the Bible, pray to God, uh, talk to others. Uh, just keeping yourself spiritually active is, in my opinion, the best way yeah. to, you know, resist temptation. It's it's staying as close as you can with the Lord in a world full of chaos and evil mm-hmm. and sin. So. It, it, it's it, that's actually a really interesting question. I like that. Um, I I think the world uh, every day we have the potential to either grow as people or break it down. And I think a lot of times you can just look on the the news and just look up yeah. like all these things, just like what's happening, and yeah. you see a lot of negative in the world. But I still I still believe we as people we have good. Not even just from a Christian religious perspective, because obviously that since I believe we all have the potential to be servants of Christ and, and preach the word and love on others as God loved us. But we, as a people, we have a choice. We have a choice to love or to hate. And that just either comes from insecurities, self-centeredness. That's just who we are as people and how it's being expressed. Cause the contents of our hearts, they're expressed silently. Like they are like, uh, no matter what, whatever you believe is expressed. And I, I think staying close to God is the best way to just keep your heart pure, your thoughts pure, and the way you interact. Yeah, with I like that. Pure. That's good. Um, my answer is yeah. really similar to you, Brett. And it's something we've talked about in the Finding Our Futures Bible study is keeping around people that are all mm-hmm. in front and behind you in a, a faith and Christian aspect to where you can learn from those that are above you, I guess. They have yeah. more knowledge and more faith. So, like, you have them as examples. But then you also can take that and apply it to your own life. And it kind of not forces you, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps you maintain that life that you're striving sure. for to be an example for the ones that are, I guess, that have a lesser knowledge or a lesser faith and help bring them mm. kind of like side by side with you in this walk instead of being behind. And then that just kind of like, I don't know, it just spreads out through so many people. So like just starting with yourself doing totally. that. 
not only keeps you closer, but it also helps bring other people closer yeah. along yeah, yeah, with you yeah. and along for the exactly. ride to the kingdom it's just, of heaven. It's just setting that example at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, um, again, I, I just pray um, as we like wrap things up, because this is getting pretty long. Uh, I, I pray as, uh, again, we wrap things up. Just, just we, we look at like this education as an example of like, what can we do in like our walk of life that we're currently in, which is mine is totally different from Wayne, who's totally different from Trent, who's totally different from anyone listening to the entire world. But what can we do in our set of circumstances and and our beliefs under God that can make a difference today. Because I believe that every single person has a purpose under God. So and I think education is a perfect example of what can we do to make people yeah. better and bring them closer to Christ. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah go ahead, if I have anything, I was just gonna pray so all right, so pray us out. Dear Lord, yeah, uh, thank ahead. you for this day, and thank you for this uh, amazing uh, first episode of this podcast, Lord. Um, I, I pray anyone listening, if they're struggling, Lord, just take all the struggles, uh, bring them to you. Uh, I pray, um, as we continue this, this podcast, uh, I pray uh, for those who are hurting. I, I hope they find it. I hope that our words of just three regular guys can be used for an extraordinary purpose of your own, Lord, and uh, I pray everyone has a uh, a great day, and um, I just hope that uh, in in our communities and in society, I just pray that we see amen, to find the good in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that was great. Amen. So from the, the Loaves and Fish podcast, this has been Wayne, Trent, and I, and I hope you all have Thank you all, everybody. a beautiful day. We'll see you all. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Loaves and Fish podcast. If you enjoyed, please feel free to share this with anyone you know. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. Just look up Loaves and Fish on their respective platforms. The support you give really helps to continue to make the podcast grow. If you want more content, please check out our Twitter at Loaves and Fish 2 and our Instagram at LNF Podcast. If you have any questions, ideas, or just simply want to talk, email us at loavesandfishpodcast at gmail.com. From Wayne, Trent, and I at the Loaves and Fish Podcast, we will see you very soon.